Connect Her podcast with Lee Cummins is a podcast that shares inspiration, education and connection for the entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Lee Cummins and I'm the founder of Connect Her. I'll be sharing interviews with thought leaders, go-getters, as well as real business owners. And I'll also be sharing tips, thoughts, tools, and also strategies for the motivated lady boss. So join me for each episode. Don't forget, if you'd like to connect, you can visit our website, connecther.com.au. Where I can welcome to our Connect Her, Jacqueline Smith. Jacqueline is the owner and operator of the uh, business Leading Edge, HR Leading Edge. So welcome, Jacqueline, to our Connect Her event. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me today. I'm really looking forward to um, finding out more about you and your business because HR is um, something that, as you alluded to uh, just at a meeting that we were at earlier, that, you know, some things are really cut and dry, but with HR, it isn't. So um, there's lots of anomalies around that. So Jacqueline, before we get started around HR and what a HR consultant can do, Tell us a bit about your background. Well, I started my career off as a, in administration. Um, I moved to finance after completing a, a degree in accounting. Um, that company then sort of, you know, diversified even back then. So this is like, you know, 30 years ago. And I took on a role more that started to become a HR role, even though back then it wasn't called HR. Uh, I eventually undertook postgrad studies um, and became more knowing of what HR was. Then I moved into a international company um, where I was for about 16 years. And a lot of my work there was in compliance within ANZ and Asia Pacific. So I stayed there until the company decided to close that part of the operations and they just ceased um, here in ANZ. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do? I was already planning on going on holiday. So a friend of mine who has an accounting practice said, well, come back and work for us for a you know, until you go on holidays and let's see what happens. Um, I did that. So, but I knew that I didn't want to go back into finance, not on a full-time um, basis. So when I got back from holidays, um, part of that group that the accounting firm is in have financial planning and they wanted to open up a HR side of it. So we went ahead. HR Leading Edge is independent to the other businesses, but we are still part of a, a cousin type relationship, if you like. So, um, and that's how HR Leading Edge got started. Um, wow. There's just a couple of us that sort of do it. Um, and yeah, so it's been interesting. So you've really gone from that uh, corporate role um, into business ownership and um, and that can be quite challenging in itself because uh, and I always you know remember that when I was in corporate you'd say um, 
oh, I, I need uh, a new flyer. So the marketing department would jump in and do the flyer yeah. or I need this and the, the finance department and go, well, here's your budget, you know, go off and spend it. Yeah. Very different when you're a, a solo uh, owner or, you know, um, when you're, you're in a group, but very different, isn't it? If definitely. Um, as you said previously, if you needed something done, you got somebody else to do it now, it's, oh, how much is that going to cost? Do I have the budget for it? Yeah. Is it worth me spending on it at the moment? But, of course, you know, sometimes you need to spend to grow your business, but you're selective on how you spend your money. Um, so, yeah, so you sort of become um, a jack of all trades but master of none. That when, can be very challenging, can't yeah, it? Yeah, it definitely. Mm. So, yeah, so... Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and really you need to then hone your skills and, um, and look at what you can outsource and what you can, what you can do yourself uh, and what you're good at, um, which isn't always, even though you're good at it, it's not necessarily the best way to spend your time. Mm -hmm. So um, I suppose this is also where some businesses can look at what they can outsource. So how could your business benefit um, and other businesses benefit from a HR consultant using your business? Well, as you said, it's um, using your skill set. So for where we sort of basically work with is like small to medium-sized businesses because they don't necessarily have internal HR people. So, and as some businesses just don't understand what the complexity of HR can be and the legal ramifications there could be if not um, doing things in the right order or in the right process. So the beauty of having a consultant work with you um, in your business is that we're not on your books. You can engage us as you need us, or we can work with your company and, you know, going as you need us or, um, and developing, you know, your practices with your structure. So we can take care of all those HR issues that you're not necessarily fully aware of or on board with. And you can, as a business owner, continue to work within your business. So we can help um, either internally or externally and with all of the HR requirements, you know, dealing with um, contracts, employment contracts, and just how valid and important they are to a business when you have an employees, um, regardless if that's one employee or a thousand employees, although our niche area is sort of trying to work with businesses that's got about 50 employees. Um, and I, I would assume that um, given the state of the nation, well, the world at the moment with, with COVID and, and all the things that are going on, businesses are having to either lay off people or stand people down. And um, each of those, even, you know, standing someone down is different to letting them go. Um, and as a business owner, 
you may actually not even know that the terminology means something completely different. Um, so, you know, if someone says, oh, I got stood down, well, it may be just for a period of time while the business is going under, you know, some challenges, or it could be I was completely laid off. So that even in itself, the terminology would could be challenging for some businesses. Well, even the words um, stood down or stand down, we use it and it's probably used a bit freely, but really in the correct meaning of it is that um, if your business is affected by natural disasters or things that are totally out of your control or as such as the COVID um, that the government has instructed that you have to close, then those employees are stood down and they're in that stand down phase. Um, but for a lot of businesses where, you know, they are still operating, but they um, stand down, if you like, some employees, it's, it's not necessarily the case. So they aren't legally within the, the requirements. So they're not, so, um, so yes, terminology and interpreting the awards um, can be like a mine game and you can be stepping on a mine if you just do not abide by it in the correct manner. So yeah, there, it can be a dangerous situation for some employers. And I suppose too, um, like with the hospitality industry at the moment, we've done, you know, cafes of have had to go to, you know, only takeaway coffees or they've just doing, or, um, you know, restaurants are just doing takeaways. They obviously don't need their service staff or they don't need as many staff. They'd be really finding it challenging and uh, a minefield of, am I saying the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? And also they've got that added pressure of keeping their business afloat. So mm. this is where I think um, your services would be ideal. Well, yeah, I mean, just I do have a, a lot of hospitality customers or clients um, and it was that stage, well, and they have a lot of casual employees um, and so it was trying to keep some of those employees engaged and but wrote, doing rotations. So their shifts often got less, but they could still stay working. Um, or some of them, they just sort of, you know, lost shifts altogether uh, due to, you know, not having, only having takeaway and it restricted menus in takeaway as well. So, um, and that's where they've sort of come in because we've done documentation uh, to, um, reduce shifts or we've, and we've done the documentation to have them in some industries, you know, work from home to make sure that the practice was done correctly, that the tools were provided, that the work area that they work in is all um, necessary and they're not just working at a kitchen bench um, and that, you know, they've, can have a routine area to work from so that like a home office or set up and some employees have paid for all of that to happen so they own the equipment and the desk and stuff like that whereas others have had that so it's balancing what those requirements were 
and making sure that you've got documentation and ensuring that your files, the employee files, showed that they've gone from five, five shifts down to four shifts. Um, and then when they return back to normal, you know, that they're reinstated. So, and it's just keeping the paperwork up to date and, and knowing, mm. you know, what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, it's, um, you know, uh, we, we feel for all businesses that have uh, everybody at some way or another has had some sort of impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, you know, have, I've got employees that I need to be mindful of. I need to make sure that I sit within the, the um, structure and, and what you need to do for the government. Plus I need to keep paying my bills. Plus I need to try and keep my business afloat. I think um, having somebody like uh, your business come in and just take that pressure uh, it's like a little bit of a release valve for business owners to think, well, at least that's getting taken care of on a professional level and mm-hmm. I can focus on what I need to focus on to keep the business afloat. So definitely. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. So it's, you know, it's a set out. It allows um, the strenuous and the complicated side of business to be handled by somebody that, you can rely on and know that they're going to be there to give you the right advice um, and to maintain that the paperwork's done or or advise you that, you know, certain steps need to be taken um, and that the correct paperwork's done. So, you know, if you're going to make an employee redundant, that you follow the process and the consultation process and, then, you know, you have those discussions and then you follow up with the correct paperwork again in termination um, if they are actually going to be terminated. Um, and just how you look for, deep, you know, redeployment of a position if you can, if they fit within, it's not just, you know, getting rid of them. So you need to make sure that it's a genuine redundancy, for example, rather than just, I don't want that person anymore, so we'll just get rid of them, we'll call it redundancy. That, you know, isn't the process and that's, you know, if you're caught out doing it that way, then there are hefty fines for the business. Mm, Absolutely, absolutely. So um, you've talked about uh, contracts, you've talked about uh, legal requirements. So what does, if if I was, um, if I had employees, and I needed your services. What sort of what sort of services does um, does it offer? Okay, so we'll manage end to end recruitment. So you tell us that you want somebody. We can write the ads. We can write the position descriptions. Often, you know, working with the the client as well, and then we'll do the interviewing or do the screen the screening and the interviewing. So we can do that end to end. Um, performance management so once you've got your employees and they're on board and then at least annually you should have um, a formal performance review with them and so then it's having that documentation and going through the process and having KPIs so your key performance indicators um, so that the employee knows what to do and, and what they're working to and any targets um, that they're um, has been 
in their um, position description so that they can be assessed and then you know what they're working with. Um, policies. So all companies should have policies. So once you start getting um, a few employees, then it's good to have policies so that your direction is known and what is a standard practice and what is acceptable within your organisation is followed. So employees have something to work to. Um, that, and you know, policies can be also driven by the legal requirements of what's out there. So it's um, uh, we can do manage investigations. If something happened within the workplace, we can manage the investigation um, and then report back to the the employer of our findings so they get a report um, and then we can take it from there to how that would be managed. So they're just a few of um, the processes that we can handle for you. So Jacqueline, um, some of the uh, people that are in our Connect2 collective and that also listen to podcasts are solopreneurs or business owners that may not have employees, but they have contract people. So they use um, VAs or they may use people on a, I don't know, a commission sort of basis. Is that something else that you assist with? Uh, yep. We also do um, contracts for contractors. So, and it's important that it's defined that they're a contractor and not an employee. And the process is different. So, yes, so we do um, contracts for to engage contractors as well. So, yeah. um, and there's a lot out there that, you know, as you said, don't have employees, but they do have people working for them. So, um, and it's just, you know, having those in place ensures that as a, an employer, if you like, um, understands the difference and also the, the contractor understands the difference between what is their responsibility and what is the employer's responsibility. So, And I suppose um, even if it's employee to employer or contractor to contractee, uh, it's all about managing each other's expectations of what the outcomes are and what the expectations from, you know, when I, when I think of HR, I think of the other end of the spectrum, not necessarily, um, you know, the writing of the ad and the, uh, and the engagement of the person. But um, when you go through all that process, it is all about uh, handling expectations, which is really what you're all about, isn't it? It is, yeah, exactly. But within the legal requirements. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just ensuring that, as you said, the expectations are understood um, to start with and then met as the time goes on. So hence why we do performance reviews. Um, and also you can do a like a performance assessment as well on a contractor. It's not as formal as it is that with employees, but you can assess their work. And if they're not meeting what your expectations are or what they've said that they will do, um, then you can terminate the contract as well. Mm. So. 
It's really, um, that's really good to know, particularly, you know, I know um, there's a couple of people that are in the collective that they engage uh, contractors to do work. They don't engage an employee um, mm-hmm. just purely because of the, the ramifications that come with it uh, if, you're a, if you've only got one employee. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's good to know that um, there is businesses out there that actually handle that that side of it as well, because sometimes you don't know where to look or who to talk to or where to go to um, be able to, to have an idea of what to do with a contractor or how they're going to fit within your business or what the expectations are for both parties. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just the same as, you know, you want them to work to the way that you want to work as well, even though they're an individual and, you know, they have the right to engage somebody to do some of the work as well under a contracting agreement, um, you want to make sure that the people who are doing it and working on your behalf are, are conducting themselves in the manner that is acceptable to your business and the way that they're going to be branding your business as well. So it's important that the two you know, match as well. Absolutely. Now, um, and and that is so true because it is all about protecting your brand and it doesn't matter whether it's um, McDonald's, whether it's Myers, whether it's HR Leading Edge, whether it's um, Connect Her or whoever it is. Um, It is all about uh, protecting your brand because you put a lot of effort into it. A lot Mm -hmm. of money is spent on branding Mm -hmm. and, um, and displaying those values uh, throughout, you know, social media and things like that. I've um, heard, uh, and you might want to comment on this, I've heard where um, employees have been pulled up on posts that they have done on social media, which, and they've had their uniform on and it doesn't convey the same message that the company wishes to convey or the same values that the company has. So how do people get on like that? I'm throwing you under the bus there with that sort of comment, but it's an interesting one for sure. And that's why it's important to have a social media policy within your business, um, which, you know, goes along to state that they should be a nominated person to speak on your behalf and just what is out there and how, where and who and what they say. Um, so, yes, they can, there can be ramifications for the person doing that post. And depending on what that is, it could be legal ramifications um, because you don't want your branding destroyed. So, and if you had an employee that was um, sacked and was... Um, annoyed and frustrated they get out there and they can just go write a blog and totally run your business down and that's not what um, you want so social media uh, policies are a very good one to start with in any size of the business Um, as I said in talking to media if that was the case you would nominate somebody to speak on your behalf and not open to anybody and everybody so, as I said, if they don't even have to be in a uniform to be out there. As soon as they start commenting about your business, then that's what needs to be 
uh, careful and they need to. Yeah, this particular person actually wasn't even talking about their biz- the business. They just happened to be putting a comment out there that was, um, but they were in uniform uh, and it wasn't in the same values as the as the company so yeah it's interesting isn't it so yeah so the the uniform alone is identifies you to that business Business. and so there's the connection so if you're bad mouthing or different values and then that's where you know um the all hell can break loose. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happened. Exactly. Exactly. So um, obviously we don't want names, but can you give us um, a, a situation that you've had to assist with in the past that, um, you know, might relate that people can relate to? Okay. Um, last year, to start with, there was we were called in to do an investigation um, and it was, she had complained that he as the chef was um, downgrading her um, and was yelling and screaming and, and she said that he actually raised his hand and actually physically pushed her against a wall. Um, And so, of course, as soon as that comes up, then you've got to start the investigation. And at the end of the, the end of the day, we interviewed each of the parties separately. We interviewed witnesses that were working on the day and also um, then got demonstrations of how the behaviour happened and, and what actually happened. And, and as I said, as soon as she put her hand on and she was pushed and then it came out that, you know, she told us she was pregnant and which, you know, the boss at that stage didn't know. So it was all careful had, how we had to relate that back in our reports that she felt more threatened, but we couldn't state it was because she was pregnant. So... But our findings show that he did actually um, raise a hand and did actually put her hand, his hand on her. And so they were both actually reprimanded for their behaviour because of the language that was used and just the physical um, connection that they use. So, um, but it is, yeah. And I just even back on that years a while back when I was working um, within the previous organisation, I was actually called in then to do an investigation in China um, as an independent HR. And I, and I was there at the time and I actually got picked up and thrown against a wall by the person that um, the complaint was made about. So there's physical abuse and, um, and so, yeah, so he was actually sacked immediately on the spot. Um, but, yeah, it was just, I have to be, you know, a couple of situations I've been at the receiving end of people lashing out or throwing things because I'm the one that's doing the questioning and, and answering the, asking the questions. And so they just get offensive and abusive. I bet you could write a book. 
oh, this, of all this the things a, that, a few yeah. instances over the years. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you know, theft Excellent. and all sorts of stuff. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um, yes, I've uh, I've dealt with a few of those sort of things in my my career and um yeah. it's and it's challenging and it's upsetting as well mm. um so yeah it uh it really does um yeah get the old heart pumping that's for sure yeah so, uh Jacqueline thank you so much for joining us and um your website is hrleadingedge.com.au and we're going to put all the links um for that into our um uh, in, into all of our show notes uh, on all the areas. So thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate uh, your time. Thank you. Hey, not so fast. We love to stay connected and we hope that you will. It's really easy. We've got our website, connecther.com.au. If you like Facebook, then We've got some great opportunities for you. We've got our Connect Her page as well as our Connect Her Collective. This is a great online networking tool. We also have our Connect Her Marketplace where you can promote your business every single day of the week, any day of the week, and once a day. If you prefer Instagram, then head over to Instagram and check out Connect Her AU. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, just simply check out Lee Cummins. So don't forget to stay connected.